Hello, I'm Buzz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about sweaty old men, a dry old farmer, dodging the grave, and squeezing Rory. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. I have to confess, I have come quite ill-prepared today. <laughs> you have. <laughs> We've used your notepad <laughs> to do the running order and nothing else. Because <laughs> it is empty of notes. <laughs> so we'll start with an easy one. Something. Something that I've bought. That's what we'll start with, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've seen it. <laughs> I know it's on. Yeah, that's as, that's as much as you know. <laughs> the US Open is on at the moment, Ben. Tell me about it. <laughs> And Federer's out, isn't he? In the men's. Is he? He is, yeah. <laughs> yes, he lost to the great name John Millman, who just sounds oh, like, <laughs> he sounds like a stand-up comic from the 60s, I think. Or Hello, I'm John Millman. A door-to-door salesman. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> a door-to-door door salesman, I think. <laughs> or selling curtains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Millman's curtains. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the first time he's ever lost to someone outside of the top 50 at the US Open, apparently, in his whole career, Federer. Where's Millman? The 55th in the world he is, which is quite a big defeat, really, isn't it? And he didn't, he didn't come close, even. It wasn't a tight game, particularly, was it? It was. Federer. It went to four sets? Yeah. Did it? Federer didn't seem to turn it on. Oh, he had he loads of unforced errors, I saw. Yeah. Like, Tens. Yeah, I didn't see the the highlights, but I read that he just wasn't wasn't at the races. Didn't seem to adapt to the heat, is what he was saying. It was very hot, struggling in the humidity. Yeah. yeah, it is. It has been very hot, hasn't it? They've had the extreme heat things we were talking about the ten minute breaks all the time. But if my experience is of saunas is anything good to go by, <laughs> old great men, tennis. Oh. old men love the heat. Oh, that's true. He's very hairy, so the. <laughs> He's fit right in. <laughs> Not good for tennis playing, though, I don't think, are they? You don't tend to see him, like, knocking the tennis ball around in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> they knock sauna around. <laughs> Some balls. <laughs> Still left in the men's tournament is everyone else, isn't it? Everyone, all the, all the other top players in the pen. They're all there. Nadal's still in. Del Poitro's still in. And it's Nadal Del Poitro next in the semi-finals. Yep. That could be an epic. Another um, really good one. Yeah, and probably Del Poitro losing five, as he always seems to. Yep. It should be a real shame. He's a trier. I, oh, I really want him to win it. <laughs> he's got, if he does, if he can win the Nadal game, he's got a real good chance in the final. Yeah. Because it'll be Djokovic is the other side of the draw. Djokovic's got Milman next. So that's an easy one. He'll probably knock him out in three. And then Chilich is the other side. And I can't remember who Chilich is playing, but... Ch- oh, he's uh, playing Nishikuri, I think, at the moment. Yes. So yeah. the, that's a tough game. That would be a tough game for Djokovic. I didn't realise Nishikuri has dropped down the rankings he quite has. far, yeah. hasn't he? It, at, at one point, he was being touted as like the one outside the top four, wasn't he? When him yeah. and Vavrinka. But yeah, he's down at, I think, his 20th seed for this... Uh, for this US Open. Has he been now injured or just? Not that I know of. I, I haven't really followed him, but he's making too much money from endorsements. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he's too rich to, <laughs> to care. <laughs> you know, he's still up there, isn't he? And he's got to the quarters, but yeah, he's yeah, he's not 
He's not he's performing not, to yeah, that high level as he was. Knocking on the door no. of, like every tournament. Yeah, which is what he was at one point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so he, I guess he's got a chance like, if he can knock Chilich out, although he's a set down as we speak against Chilich. So, uh, looking like Chilich. Yeah, he's got to hope that he will get, that he's got, other than Millman, the best, <laughs> the best draw that Big he John. could offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Millman. <laughs> He's going to be a star. <laughs> He's not. You'll never hear him again. Household name. <laughs> He's already a household name. No He's one's on, cleaners. <laughs> He's in every cupboard. Hiding. We're in a gilly hat. Buy some soap. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, John. <laughs> John, I told you once. I told you ten. So I'm going to get the Millman exterminators in. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> the ominous sound of John. <laughs> the little chat. This is no charity pop. Please, sir. It's for a good cause. But I've got Millman's disease. <laughs> And silly early on. <laughs> the uh, the women's draw. on the women's side, yes. Sloane Stevens is out. Uh, I feel good about that. <laughs> Just as predicted. Yeah, as I said, she'll never win the US Open. Is what I said again. Uh, no, just never. She'll, <laughs> she'll never have won it. I'm petitioning to, to get it taken off her. Um, Serena's still in, isn't she? She knocked out Karolina Pliskova, who was eighth seed. It was a big win. Yeah, I saw a headline and it said, um, Serena comes through, through a tough match. She still won it in two. She won it in, yeah, straight sets. She was 40 <laughs> down in the first set, which yeah. is why they said it was tough. She was just a breakdown and got the break back and then won it quite easily yeah. after that. So I don't <laughs> think it was a massive test. It was in the scope of the tournament. Pliskova was the highest seed left in the tournament. So it was the big hurdle she had to overcome. Yeah. Madison Keys is in the other side of the draw and she's now the top seed left in the tournament. So it's feasible it could be a Keys Serena final, all American like it was last year. Yeah. So that's a possibility. My tip of the week. Is Naomi Osaka, I think she is going to win it. I have no idea who she is. She is very, very good. Yeah. I, I've watched her a couple of times and she's... Where is she in the world? Uh, she is... I think she's 20th seed. She is very good anyway. And she beat uh, Lesia Serenko 6-1-6-1 in the quarterfinals. Oh, Serenko, too easy. Serenko got through by beating Wozniacki earlier in the tournament, but yeah. has then had a bit of an easier ride and she was unseeded for this tournament. So... Not a massive scalp, but it was a real dominant performance from Osaka, and I really rate her. So, she's tip of the week. Bacon makes some money on that. Yeah, bacon makes some money. That's right. <laughs> what did you say? I said, bet you can make some money. Oh. <laughs> bacon makes some money on that. <laughs> Our advice for the week. <laughs> 200 of the very best from Alistair Cook. A glorious stroke to get there. That is one strong mind and one strong man. Captain Cook is laying down his bat and 
once again picking up his pitchfork. Going onto his ship, and he's going to go and find the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to his farm, isn't he? Yeah, he's a he sheep is. farmer. That's his uh, profession now, now that he's no longer England test opener. Not allowed to play cricket now. Nope, that's it. Get your sheep, <laughs> round them up, <laughs> put them in a pen. <laughs> that's your job now. And it is the end of an era, isn't it? He has been England's opener for as long as... Not as long as I can remember, but for a long old time. Like a decade, the best part of a decade? Yeah. he. So he came into the team in a time when I wasn't really following cricket. When I was at uni, I didn't really follow any sport. I kind of went out of it and, don't know, drank a lot, I suppose. But <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't afford a TV. That's it, yeah. <laughs> didn't know how to do streaming. In it. Well, my computer that I had in those days couldn't have done streaming, so I wouldn't have been able to watch anything anyway. Limited as well. Internet is limited. That's it, yeah. yeah. We used to have one, meg- one gigabyte caps or whatever, one yeah. megabyte caps. I, think. <laughs> I do get banned for watching the snooker ones. Banned from what? Uh, as in, my internet was cut. Really? Because I'd gone over the limit and I Uh-oh. had to phone, phone the university and they're uh-huh. like, why, why did you go over? It's like, well, because I downloaded too much. He's like, why? I was like, uh, snooker's on. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. All right, then. <laughs> Reinstated you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the right guy. Was it Steve Davis? <laughs> Working in the, the uni halls. In the admin. Yeah. Yeah. So he came into the team in that time. And I, I didn't, when I started watching cricket again, when I finished uni and started working and needed something to pass away the day as well as at work and started following the cricket again <laughs> he was just always there making century after century at the time it was the time when that was around the time when they were winning in india when he won the ashes down under all these yeah. huge achievements that he had as captain as and as sort of the lead batsman along with sort of andrew strauss and um jonathan trott he was part of the best england test team in living memory really i don't think there's been a better England, well, I say living memory, my living memory. I'm sure the test team of the 60s, sort of, maybe there was teams in there, Botham's Ashes, that England team, maybe there was teams in there, but this, he was part of an England team that got to number one in the test yeah, rankings. Yeah, and were there for a while. And a lot of that was built around him. He's yeah. 12,254 runs he's got at the moment, he's still got one game left to go. 32 centuries, 160 tests, which is a lot. And 158 of those in a row. He hasn't missed a test for what? 158 tests. He missed the third test in India in his debut when's series. The, when's the last time he went home? <laughs> well, he's always with his sheep, isn't he? Because <laughs> he doesn't play any other formats anymore. He literally only plays test cricket. And they do, what, like 11 tests a year now? So that's what, 55 days a year when he's working. The rest of the time he's just no, know, dossing around easy. with his sheep, isn't he? Playing for Essex now. So that's what he's gone back to do, isn't he? He's going to go back and open for Essex. Yeah, it it seems a bit of a shame that he's been playing so poorly recently. Yeah, it is, yeah. Which I mean <coughs> is conveniently going to be look, overlooked now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not gonna be dropped for the last test now, is he? Yeah. <laughs> there was there was a few murmurs about him being dropped, but I, he's definitely not getting dropped now. <laughs> uh, yeah, now it's all plaudit yeah, um, praise, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> and all the pressure's off he'll probably go and score a double ton now. It'd be so easy now that he's had to no, not gotta worry anymore. <laughs> yeah. The timing is maybe a little bit questionable, but it's it's on his own terms, and it's very clear that his mind isn't quite right. I think it's been clear this series. Yeah, he's and maybe not his mind, but just his technique hasn't quite been there. He just been getting out in strange ways for him. Like to start with, he was getting out nibbling outside off stump, which is understandable. But the the way he got out in the last test, where he was slashing at a wide one. That is not the way he gets out. 
in when he's playing well. No. So I think it's it, it makes sense that it's time. He, he is going out on a win, though. Yeah, in a winning series. Which, having looked, is a little bit rare. I can't remember, especially well, in cricket especially, I can't remember the last high-profile player to go out in this sort of way, in into a shower of plaudits where there's no people going, oh, well, it's about time or yeah. oh, he's playing so rubbish, it's, it's good that he's retiring. No, no one is saying that about Cook at this time. It's all, oh, what an incredible player he's yeah. been. And even great players like Graham Swan was a great spinner for England, probably England's best spinner for for a long time anyway. But he went out under a cloud in the middle of a series. Yeah. It was castigated for the way that he retired, not for his career, but there wasn't a lot of plaudits and that was in the middle of a losing series. Uh, Andrew Strauss, we thought maybe was... That was who we both thought of. Yeah. But he retired after losing a series against South Africa. He was still given a lot of plaudits as the captain of the, the test team for a long time and one of their best opening batsmen at the time. But still went out in a losing series. So it's it's quite a rare thing, I think, for a player to bow out when sort of when the going's the going's good, really. <laughs> so he's got a little bit lucky there, I think. Yeah, he's done well. <laughs> <laughs> so you you just said that when the going's good. It is. Uh England uh, Yeah. Have won the series. Yeah, I mean it is it's kind of it's kind of good, isn't it? It's not not all good. It's not all roses. No, not at all. The batting has looked Trembly, I think, is the word I would like to use. <laughs> they haven't, they just looked very unsettled. And not, not just trembly at times, just the whole way through. All the just time. Just yeah. <laughs> just something there all the time. Yeah, I was listening to Test Match Special at the weekend, and uh, they were saying how many, how many, like, century partnerships has there been in this series, and apparently there's been six in the whole series, century partnerships of either team. Wow. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> to have had that few century partners. That's ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Like, Cook uh, Cook hasn't been playing well in this series, so that that has kind of led into that a little bit, along with the other problems that they've had with Jennings and Milan going out, Ollie Pope being in and out, the, the batting order. The whole batting order is just so all over the place, isn't it? They're keeping it the same for the next test, yes. I saw. Yeah. Which, why, why not? Yeah, sort of why not, but I kind of want Ollie Pope to come back in. I think this would be a great chance for him to have come in and played and just got some experience again. Like It's a game that doesn't matter. I think Stokes wasn't very fit in the last game. Why not just rest, rest him? him now. Like, and Bairstow as well, he's still got a broken finger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bairstow, he played awfully as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think they maybe are a little bit worried about dropping Bairstow because of his... Like his mental state, I think, now that he's lost the gloves. Yeah, headbutt you, only. <laughs> Hello, bang. <laughs> Just remember the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Till next time, this is Patches O'Houlihan saying take care of your balls, and they'll take care of you. With the excitement of the Football World Cup over the summer, mm-hmm. something just as nay even more important oh, that we missed I'm dusting off my maracas <laughs> <laughs> that's how I celebrate things <laughs> I, I cast a net no what's the thing that you whiz round in, when you take it to the football and you whiz it round like that the clacker thing Cla- clacker yeah clacker I'm dusting my clackers <laughs> off <laughs> it was the 
Dodgeball World Cup 2018. It was. The only reason I picked this up is because <laughs> England are actually quite good at it. It's a, yeah, another thing, like the wheelchair B&B. Where... <laughs> <laughs> we, we are good at staying in hotels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another thing we've gotten into because England are good at it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, 10 teams... The 10 top teams in the world mm. in the men's, women's and mixed divisions. This is something I was quite interested in. Mixed division. Yeah. I'd... There aren't many sports that have a mixed division, are there? No, and there's no reason why not when it's non-contact. No, do- yeah, dodgeball is a perfect one for mixed division. And they had it in the film, didn't they? It was mixed squads in the in the film. It was. It wasn't. It didn't have to be mixed. No, but they did have mixed squads. Yeah, so it was just open, wasn't it, basically? Which is yeah. good. So it's the mixed, the mixed division, I assume, is like strict... A strict number of each gender. Yes. Yeah. I didn't didn't see what it was. No. What the uh, gender mix has to be. Mm. I saw a picture of the squad and it was four and three. Four men, three women. But whether that's the full squad or... Like, whether you can change it. Yeah, chop and change tactical. per game. Yeah, or maybe you have to match your opponent. The This is the second World Cup. Ah. The first Dodgeball World Cup was 2016 in Manchester. Ah, we missed it. We did. We could have gone. We could have gone. There, It'll never come round again, will it? Once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> there, England's men's team and the mixed team won. Oh. And since Champions. then, the Global Association of International Sports Federation, yep. the <laughs> GAISF. The GASIF. Yep. <laughs> but GASIF what? That definitely sounds like dodgeball, doesn't it? <laughs> Officially recognised it as a sport in 2017. Oh. So this World Cup, if anything, means more. This is the one to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they win this, <laughs> they go to the Olympics. They win is that this, how it works? They get, like, I don't know, a trophy? Yeah. <laughs> Before... A trophy that you have to dodge. <laughs> it gets thrown at you to get out of the way of it. Um, <laughs> that would be a great ceremony. I'd go and watch that. <laughs> And on, on the top podium, get away, get away! <laughs> oh, we broke so many trophies away. <laughs> the pile of broken trophies. <laughs> what are we going to take home? Oh, sweep it up. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the men's team only came fourth. Oh. However, women's and mixed England teams oh. came first. Hooray! First one. So the mixed. Two times world champions. Yeah. They're the only people to have ever won the mixed division is the UK. Or England. Is it England? England. England. Ing- uh, that's incredible. And uh, this... Next one, so sing Jerusalem. The first one, 20, Next one go 2016 to Manchester. Just some sports hall from what I could oh, really? <laughs> gather. <laughs> More Brampton, is it? Only, <laughs> no, two, Manchester. only two years later, Madison, Madison Square Garden. Oh, really? That's yeah. a bit of a step up, isn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to find some ridiculous dodgeball team names, as oh, you'd expect. There's bound to be some, isn't there? And I did. <laughs> so I created a game, and <laughs> it is called Who is That Dodgy in the Window? <laughs> now, who is that dodgy in the window? So I have team names from the National Dodgeball League of America. Oh. 
This is a professional league, apparently. A professional league. They get paid. Enough to live on. Enough to live on. <laughs> to just jump out of the way of stuff. I'm not saying they live well. No, that's true. But they're alive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we can hope for. <laughs> So, I'll go read out a team name, and you have to tell me whether they are a dodgeball team. Yes. Participating in the National Dodgeball League, mm-hmm. or not. Okay. Then have you made the other teams up? Or Maybe. Or got on them from somewhere else? <laughs> I, a little I, frisbee team. <laughs> I may have made them up. Okay. <laughs> so, I've got to read you. Is the, This is the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are from other... Oh, okay. Professional sports. Oh, okay. This is, makes it more interesting. We'll start with Philadelphia Justice. The Philadelphia Justice. Ooh, that feels like... That doesn't feel like a dodgeball team name. Doesn't feel fun enough. No, I feel like that's too sort of upstanding. I feel like that's going to be like an archery team or something. They they could play in like Judge Wigs, though. <laughs> in full gowns. <laughs> I was reading. Apparently, if it touches any of your clothing, you're out. So, so gowns that, would not that would be, be good. a terrible thing. A wig would be a terrible <laughs> thing flowing along behind you. For that reason, I'm out. I don't think they would. I don't think they would dodgeball team. <laughs> because if they were, they would play in gowns. <laughs> They'd have to, wouldn't they? <laughs> to make that name work. <laughs> I can tell you, they are. Oh, they do are. they play in the courtroom? <laughs> <laughs> Bailiff, <laughs> dodge this. <laughs> I've never been to court. <laughs> <laughs> I've ticked that, is what I've done there. Jump in. That was very I'm the wrong. Best of these games. Also. Very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was just wrong. <laughs> Boston Undertakers. <laughs> <laughs> because they're going to bury you with all the dodgeballs they're going to throw at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess they could just be a team of Undertakers. They? Again, they have to dress. I don't know how. Under, I, we do know how undertakers yeah, dress. In they suits, have to, top hat, <laughs> top hat, tails. I have to walk slowly. You have to drive. Yeah, drive a car very slowly <laughs> down the road. Never get to the games on time, do they? <laughs> <laughs> but they all come in one car because it's really big. <laughs> uh, again, I just don't feel like it's fun enough. It isn't, is it? No. <laughs> but what? Oh, dark. Saying, maybe maybe dodgeball it, is just really dark. Maybe that's what like it is. The underworld of do- dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that to play for the justice, you have to have had something bad happen to you, and you're trying to get justice for it by playing dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> this is your way of getting retribution. Just a team with like really dark history. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to get justice for it by knocking everyone else out. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll play dodgeball against the guy who <laughs> murdered my parents. Is it Batman? <laughs> He's part of the Justice League, isn't he? Oh, that's nerdy. Um, so what was this one? Undertakers. Boston Undertakers. They're from Boston. Now, Boston's quite a, an underground sort of place. Is it? Well, I think so. I don't know. I've not been. But you have, actually. You've been to Boston, haven't you? Yeah. Is it kind of underground and dark? and? No. It's, it's like really liberal. And... Oh, I'm thinking of Seattle. Like where grunge came from and that. That's what I'm thinking of. No, what's Boston like? Kind of fun. Yeah, it's like, it's like Harvard is there. Oh, yeah. Uh, MIT. Oh, yeah. None of them are going on to be undertakers, are they? No, I don't think this one's real. No. No. 
It is. Mm. Oh. Is Are these all? They all dodgeball team names. <laughs> dodgeball is just really dark. <laughs> I really want to know something about this team now. I'm gonna to have to look them up. <laughs> no. So these play. They play in the in the professional league. These guys. Yeah. Like, I wonder if we can get footage. I'd love to commentate. Or tickets. Tickets. Maybe you could bring them to the UK. <laughs> we'll start our own franchise. Yeah, we'll get them to play at Spurs' new stadium. <laughs> Health and safety risk. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> They'd be perfectly suited. <laughs> They're undertakers in case anything goes wrong. <laughs> They're not paramedics. <laughs> yeah, but... Well, we get paramedics. Well, let's get in the Seattle paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> and then bring in the Boston Undertakers. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville Predators. <laughs> I think that's something you get put on a, a register for, isn't it? <laughs> like a Nashville Predator. <laughs> um, oh. oh, given the first two teams, I feel like this one's actually too fun. <laughs> this, oh. Do you think they have to dress like Predator? No one can see them. (laughs) They've got the predators like see through stuff. (laughs) Stealth camo. Um, I'm gonna go. It can't be three. I'm gonna say no. It can't be three in a row. (laughs) You're you're playing me. Yeah, I'm playing the game. You're right. (laughs) That is an NHL team. Oh, oh, really? Apparently. Ah, I've never heard of them. I didn't think NHL, like, they don't have fun names, do they really? They tend to be like the Sharks or. And the, like the Blackhawks. And... Yeah, but they're not like the Predator. It's not really fun, is it? No, but they're, they're usually named after like animals or like Detroit Red Wings or like they don't have interesting names. Predators sounds like an XFL team or something, like a, a not an off brand type team. <laughs> just a merchandise yeah thing. it sounds like what the team would be called if you made them on for Evo <laughs> <laughs> Manchester Red <laughs> Manchester Liverpool Predators, Liverpool predators. <laughs> moving on <laughs> Chicago Sky Chicago Sky like the most bland name that's really bland but it's not, I don't think it's dark enough to be dodgeball now. Not now, no. <laughs> Dodgeball's got a seedy underbelly. <laughs> what would the sky be? They'd have to be like, I don't know, base jumping team or mm, that's quite, that's quite apt, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit too on the nose, really. Then maybe they could be a basketball team because they're always jumping. Yeah. Uh, I guess you jump a lot in dodgeball though, don't you? Maybe, mm. maybe that's a word. Oh, maybe it's a term in dodgeball. To sky, sky the ball, yeah. Sky the ball. Because you mean jump if, over? No. No, it's sky- skied it. Skied it. It's skied it, matey. <laughs> I don't know why they talk like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. I'll give him, I'll give him a team name. Why not? It is not. Mm. Oh, you should have gone with your first My thoughts. Original thoughts. WNBA. Is it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it was basketball. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm annoyed by that. Um, I logic it out and everything. <laughs> Toronto Griffins. The Toronto Gryffindors. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're a Quidditch team. <laughs> you're having me on. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like an American football team, the Griffins. I'm gonna say they are not. Of course they team. are. Ah! Mm. Of 
I'm so bad at this game. <laughs> How can the Griffins play the Undertakers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a mismatch. <laughs> the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> we can't be of two places. <laughs> is Anaheim, is that part of Los Angeles? I don't know, America. Um... You got the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, the Mighty team. Ducks. Yeah, but there's a there's an LA team, the LA Kings. They're a hockey team, aren't they? Yeah, the LA Kings of, of Anaheim. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed that. I think that's cheating. <laughs> what did you say the thing was? Los Angeles Angels. Angels that is of- the worst team name as well. <laughs> Los Angeles, the city of angels. I just caught after that. City of Angels, Angels. Angels. Well, Done yeah. it, haven't we now? <laughs> angels from the City of Angels. The Angels, Angels. <laughs> angels versus the Undertakers. That's... Ooh, yeah. East versus West. I could see the build-up. That's like Biggie versus Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah same, on the same lines, isn't it? <laughs> similar shooting. You're going to get gunned down. <laughs> it sounds so boring that I don't think it can be a dodgeball team. No. You're going no. I'm saying no. You are correct. Yes. <clears throat> it is... A Major League Baseball team. I knew it. More commonly known as Los Angeles Angels, yeah. but technically... Full name. Their full name, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, as they have been moved. Oh. As the franchise moved, or came under new, new own ownership. Why aren't stuff. they called the Anaheim Angels? They're so much better. Apparently, so a guy who bought them when they were maybe the Anaheim Angels... Mm. He liked the franchising aspects or the merchandise aspects of having LA in front of it. So he changed the name to <sighs> LA Angels of Anaheim. I'm going to find him <laughs> and I'm going to take him to the Undertakers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've lovely game of dodgeball. <laughs> Few more. Few more still. Houston Bounty Hunters. <laughs> That's a great name. That is. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, like dog. dog does he play for them <laughs> dog the bounty hunter and his wife who's <laughs> like massive boobs <laughs> that's the name <laughs> <laughs> I've, ne- I've never actually watched the show I've only ever seen the South Park spoof of it and she can't see over the tops of her boobs that's why I remember <laughs> You can uh, you can write the theme tune for that. Dog the Bounty Hunter. And his, and his wife with massive boobs. <laughs> his sidekick, massive <laughs> boobs. <laughs> uh, I like people being named after one of their attributes. I think that's great. Yeah, the uh, Michigan massive boobs. Uh, actually. <laughs> that's your next one. <laughs> um, Houston Bounty Hunters. Houston Bounty Hunters. If you're going to be a bounty hunter, you'd be from Houston, wouldn't you? Texas. And if you're going to play a sport... You'd play dodgeball. Yeah. So, <laughs> by that logic... <laughs> you're saying yes. They are a bounty hunting dodgeball team. I think they do both. You are correct. Yes! In that they play dodgeball. You don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's like, what's the football team that named after the company they worked for? Lee Railwayman. Something like that. Oh, uh, lo- loads of football teams, like, way back when. Yeah. Named after that. Walk Bolton Wanderers. Bolton Wanderers. Just wander around. <laughs> yeah. That's what that company did. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester City. Oh, wait. Could be a rambling society, couldn't it? Yeah, that's true. 
It's not a company, is it? You're not getting paid for it. That's true. What are we talking about? Here's your tenant. Well done. Good, good rambling. Good day's walking. Oh, good rambling. That's what we do. It's our job now, isn't it? Yeah. I don't get paid at all. Birmingham Ramblers. I'm changing the name of the podcast. Yes. So, a few more still. <laughs> Keep saying that. Tampa Bay Mutiny. No, this is going to be some sort of sailing club. <laughs> Although you wouldn't actually want to be, you wouldn't want to sail for a club called the Mutiny, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the captain of that club. You're the new captain. Oh, <laughs> not anymore. No, you're the, no, not anymore. <laughs> uh, can't have captains in this club. <laughs> um, do you think they're all mutineers? <laughs> they have to dress as mutineers. Well, if if the undertakers are dressed up, then <laughs> yeah. you may as well full costume. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds like a fun name. I think yes, it does sound like a fun name, but it's not a dodgeball team. Uh, mm, of course, it's not. They're not fun enough, are they? MLS, MLS. Yeah, uh. one of my favourites. <laughs> Seattle Blue Dogs. Seattle Blue Dogs. That's a good name. It I'm is a big fan of that. I. I don't know why Blue Dogs, though. No, they don't play in blue generally, Seattle, I don't think. What, the dodgeball team? Well, like you, Seattle teams. Them? <laughs> Seattle teams in general play in green, I think, don't they? Like, cities have their own colours. Yeah. And Seattle's is green. Like, yes. the Starbucks logo is based on Seattle, isn't it? So, on that basis, <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, they are a dodgeball team because they want to break out and be cool. And you'd be right, they yeah. do want to be cool. They think they're cool playing in blue, but they're not. Seattle Blue Dogs. Seattle Blue Dogs. Um, I would play for them, though. Yeah? Seattle Blue Dogs, yeah. I think I would if I'd it get wasn't dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should get some merch of these. I would rep the Seattle uh, Blue Dogs. I I reckon they've they've all got pretty good no, kit. Almost certainly. Ma- maybe apart from the Philadelphia Justice <laughs> and Boston Undertakers. <laughs> if the Justice genuinely sell wigs <laughs> with branding on it... <laughs> I would buy that. Full of people <laughs> in wigs. People wearing wigs. <laughs> if they disagree with the referee, there's no wigs on the pitch. <laughs> Boo! They've all got gavels. Gavel. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Not banging on everything. There's nothing to bang on, is there? Um, maybe there's like glass around the pitch. Like, uh, like in ice, ice hockey. hockey. Just bang on like Everyone banging on the glass <laughs> with gavels. Well, they're an aggressive team. That'd be a... It'd be like the Iceland thing where they were, ooh, yeah. just everyone banging their gavel at once. The Philadelphia Justice Cauldron. <laughs> Two more. Two more. <laughs> Two of my favourite. <laughs> Save the best for last. Columbus Crew. Oh, I've heard of them. Columbus Crew. So, because I've heard of them, I'm going to say they're not a dodgeball team. Are they one know. of your favourite rapping crews? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like the So Solid crew, aren't they? <laughs> I think they're an MLS team, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They are. I've cheated there. because I, I do like their logo. I've never seen that logo, what is it? It's, it's uh, like three three players. So, one stood sort of in the four and two mm. just behind his shoulders. Arms crossed. Wearing like mafia hats. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> so my favourite name, last one, the Memphis Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have to dress as Men in Black? <laughs> they just copied 
Somebody else. They'll copy the film. That's copyrighted. You can't, you can't use that. that. It's professional. <laughs> professional level sport. And they're just nicking stuff left and right. <laughs> it's Will Smith, their mascot. <laughs> Unless they're officially licensed. Where do you say they're from? Memphis. Oh, so maybe Tennessee. maybe this is, like we are saying, companies. Like a company sports yeah. team. Yeah. Maybe it's the Men in Black sports team. Yes. Because they're quite a secretive organisation, the Men in Black, so they would want to have their own sports team, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> but not too public. No. So they've chosen dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on that basis, I'm going to say it is a real dodgeball team. And you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> you picked it up at the last. <laughs> okay, I've done quite well there. So you have got, and I've ticked and crossed correctly. Have you? Yeah, I have. That's unusual. Editor's note, he hasn't. I actually got six right. Bastard. One, I'm not sure two, that's very fair. three. F- I was one, banking two, on you not doing it two, right. Four, five uh-huh. out of. That's not very good. I think you did more than ten. Eleven. Oh, and I knew one of the answers. <laughs> so, <laughs> my guessing is really bad. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not a good baller. <laughs> Now who is that dodgy in the window? The one who's aggressive and tall. I fear that dodgy in the window. I think he might play pro dodgeball. Hello, is Kimi Raikkonen here? <laughs> <laughs> From the Scottish Isles. <laughs> How dare you? That's what Finnish people sound like. <laughs> And I'll have you know, I know, I know one Finnish person, so I know that for a fact. Um, it's not, it's not Kimi Raikkonen, just in case you were confused. <laughs> that was another of my wonderful impressions. You're going to be getting treated to one of those every week now, apparently. Wow, you've uh, dug yourself a little hole there. <laughs> nah, I've got Tim Henman in the sleeve for ready for next week. This time, we're going to talk about Lando Norris, though. Of Star Wars fame? Of, yeah, Lando Calrissian Norris. <laughs> I assume that is what he's named after. He's 18, so it probably is, isn't it? Yeah. He's probably one of these, like, millennials that are named after stupid stuff, like Apple. He's probably called Apple. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably was called Apple, and then thought <laughs> Lando's better. <laughs> yeah, he's 18 years old, and he's going to be the new driver for McLaren next year. Uh, replacing Stoffel van Dorn, which is another fantastic oh, name, that is isn't a it? Really good I name. would love to be called Stoffel van Dorn. I feel bad replacing, replacing I know. somebody with such a good it's name. It's going to be really sad that he's not, I don't think he's going to be in F1 next year, Stoffel. So oh. that's a real sad, a real sadness for the sport and for all the commentators <laughs> talking. <laughs> but Lando Norris is a new British hope. They reckon he's the new Lewis Hamilton is what he's being dubbed as. So moody. Moody, bit of an ass, very young, annoying, but, but becoming going to annoy Fernando Alonso. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why Fernando Alonso's leaving. I reckon the, the new Lewis Hamilton's coming. I'm off. I'm out of it. I can't be doing that again. I'm not having another one. I'm not babysitting him for a year. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a shame actually that Alonso is moving because I think. The, the idea was that Norris would have been the driver next year anyway. He would have been there anyway, whether Fernando Alonso was going to stay or not, apparently. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shame that he doesn't get to drive with yeah. the best in the biz. But yeah, apparently he's a bit of a prodigy. He's been karting since he's seven, apparently. Been karting. He had this little go-kart that he used to whiz around in. I saw a little video of him. It was quite cute. He's doing like <laughs> donuts in this little go-kart. Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, he's been driving for a long time. He's more scared of driving road cars, apparently, than driving race cars, because people on the roads are much worse drivers. 
Is it because he drives his road car like a race car? Probably, yeah. Like he's, he's taking the apex of every corner. <laughs> Not sitting. <Yum. laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> it, and... It, very rarely in Formula One do you have cars coming towards you. Yeah. And that's not necessarily not because used- people on the road are bad drivers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not their fault. Yeah. <laughs> they're just trying to get to somewhere where you've come from. <laughs> uh, they're, they're terrible. They're coming at me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the laps all the wrong way around. <laughs> they're going to get negative points. <laughs> to lap to hurl it in. Up goes Shaw across the touch. Oh, and it's bundled in. And Stoke have a second goal. Have you seen that Liverpool have employed a throw-in coach? I have seen this, Ben. Uh, That's lucky. (laughs) That's lucky, because I've got written down in my notes, haven't I? (laughs) Thomas Grunemark. Peeking at your notes. (laughs) Have you seen this written in your handwriting? Real interesting stuff. A lot of (laughs) There is not. But... Thomas Gronemark, if only his name is, he's a... Uh, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> I should have written that down. <laughs> I haven't done that much research, have I? <laughs> but he is the world record holder for the longest ever throw-in. A 51 point... Oh, I should let you guess. 51.33 metres, apparently it is. That is huge. It's pretty that's, far, that's isn't it? half... Half a pitch. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I don't think they're that wide pitches, so no. you could throw it from one throw-in to another. Was that in a game? Or? No, it was a record attempt. But he did it. Did you see in the World Cup where the Iranian guy tried to do a flip? Yeah. That's how he did it. Really? Apparently that is a technique for getting more length on your throw-ins. But he said, uh, he was laughing about, like, I read an interview. He was laughing about the Iranian guy. He was like, oh, <laughs> amateur. Didn't get, he didn't, his run-up wasn't quick enough. And all this stuff. Yeah, when he did it in the World Cup, it was a real flop, wasn't yeah. it? But apparently it is a real uh, technique. I don't think it's one that Liverpool are intending for him to teach them. No. But they are intending to use this throw-in tactic as a new part of their game. Just It's another one of these marginal gains thing. So apparently there's 40 to 50 throw-ins every game of football. Like That's a significant margin. If it you, is a lot. Like, make them more advantageous every time. Yeah. So some of them are going to be in your own half, no pressure. So those aren't going to be the ones they're going to be improving. But even if they improve 20 throw-ins per game, even if you just get possession from those throw-ins, because quite often I see throw-ins, and oh, especially with They don't England, know what to do. They have no idea. Like they'll uh, pick the ball up, uh, uh, no one's uh, moving, <laughs> and then eventually one goal will run and they have to throw it at him yeah. <laughs> because there's the only person moving. So the idea is not just to... The, one of the things he's developing is the long throw-in near the corner flag. Yeah, better throwing technique. Yeah, and also using it as a set play, which apparently not many mm. teams use. So Stoke... That'll be interesting. Yeah, Stoke were one of the ones who... not They didn't pioneer it, but Rory Delap was the guy who... Had a big old throw. He was a big throw-in guy. That was basically all he was in the team for. And that they used it with Peter Crouch and just throw it at Crouch, basically. <laughs> yes, I did see some teams, uh, when they played Stoke... Bought their advertising hoardings closer yes, to the pitch so, so, that, you couldn't, so that you couldn't do the run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that is one way of of, of defeating <laughs> Liverpool now. <laughs> That's it. We've one lad. <laughs> We've done it. Don't even need to play the game now. <laughs> but uh, so that's one of the ways that he's going to improve them is is teaching the players how to run around, <laughs> not, not how to run, <laughs> how how to make the right movements. Yeah, for a thrower. 
to be able to get the ball back into play. Yeah. And even that, I think, would be enough. I think so. I think it's like, worthwhile. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't do it. Like, with all these marginal gains, exactly. it seems like quite a significant one to yeah. me. Yeah. And apparently, 20 goals have been scored in the last five years directly from throw-ins. That's very low, I think. Only 20. So, four a season have been scored right, yeah. from a throw-in. Apparently... Those stats don't take into account, like when you take a, th- a quick throw in, which is something else that he talks about, is throwers knowing how to utilize the throw in yeah. before they get to the ball. Um, quick throw ins, like tactical throw ins, thrown into the right person and all this stuff. So he said that there's no way to measure that, is there really? There's no, no stat for no. that. But even, I, I would say, if they can just get possession back, that would be enough. I think so. Like, I think it's a good idea. I really do. I think it's one of the, Jurgen Kloppisms, like Klopp apparently is the person who's brought him in. Yes, I I read this and he said he had no idea a throwing <laughs> coach even existed yeah. before he brought him in. I was like, why were you looking for How did you find him? Yeah. <laughs> apparently he watched his YouTube record or something and that's it. I've seen him on YouTube, now I want to hire him. Let's find out if he's a coach. Uh, yeah. Oh, he is. I might put my stuff on YouTube and see if he wants to hire me as a, I don't know, Running tall coach, yeah, I can coach him out every tall. <laughs> you can't teach tall. <laughs> you can. I'm going to teach him. Three each after four each. Back up. Pickford stops it. Eric Dyer places the ball on the spot, and England win on penalties. History in itself for this new team, new territory. The last eight of the World Cup, and who knows where beyond there. This weekend, England football team play their first match in the UEFA Nations League. The League of Nations. Of Nations Championship Cup, Cup final. <laughs> Medal. Of Europe. <laughs> yeah. It's not the most snappy name. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to fit it on all the hoardings. <laughs> it's going to be getting smaller and smaller writing. You already run out of space. As you like, oh, I've planned this. I, I thought it was going to be so much shorter. It's not actually called that. It's called the UEFA League of Nations. No, it's not. UEFA, UEFA Nations League, yes. which I think is an awful name. It is I, an awful I name. I really don't rate the name at all. But I do rate the idea of the tournament. I think it is a good idea. So, from what I understand of it, it is... Essentially, a way to make friendlies more competitive. If, yeah, effectively, yeah, they're just they're just trying to stop having so many pointless games in of football, basically. Yeah, and I really think that's a good idea because I don't think England play enough together generally against top teams. Like they play do normally in the lead up to a big tournament, like the Euros are coming up in twenty twenty. Before that, normally we would play. A load of qualifiers against Slovenia, against Macedonia, yeah. against Ireland. <laughs> all these teams that we don't care about. All the teams. <laughs> all the teams in the pen. We play all these rubbish teams. Play one vaguely tough team, which would be like Switzerland. Or, but it's not going to be the toughest teams because you don't play the teams like in your group. Or yeah, you, you only ever play. You only ever play teams that are the level below you yeah. in the qualifiers. Because England are always in that top tier. They always play a second-tier team, which is like Switzerland or somebody who relatively good. Yeah. But you play them twice over a period of two years. <laughs> <laughs> 
and like, those are the two games that matter. And in other than that, every like, every game does matter, but it's not a very difficult game. Like you're playing San Marino, or you're playing Lithuania, or somebody like it's just not they're not competitive, are they? And then they set up a friendly yeah, against potentially a decent team. Yeah, generally they play difficult teams. They play and Brazil, both teams they? make about thirteen changes. Yeah, they don't play their proper team. They're, it's a friendly anyway, so no one really cares. Yeah. Those aren't. That isn't the way to prepare yourself for championship football, for a World no. Cup or for a Euros. So I think this Euro League, so England have got Croatia and Spain in their group. They'll play each of them twice, once home, one away. Four really top quality games, those yeah. should be. Croatia, World, Champ- uh, World Cup finalists. Spain, usually quite good, rubbish in the World Cup, but possibly <laughs> because they didn't play enough games. Who knows? But they've got such a breadth of talent yeah. that that's going to be a great game as well. So those four games are going to be really top quality football. Could be very disheartening for England. It could, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lose four out of four. <laughs> but then it gives you a chance to know that you're rubbish <laughs> before yeah. you go to a tournament. And then we're not full of optimism. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, we generally are. So I think it I think it's a good idea. I think so. The the exact format and all the Ins and outs of it yeah. was a bit confusing. You I, watched a video. Yeah. I didn't. I watched a video twice because <laughs> the first time I watched it, I understood up until about a minute 30 and then the next 20 seconds lost me completely. <laughs> so they've got an aspect of it, which means that you can qualify for the Euros from this league. Yes. So by winning your group, so whoever wins the group is <laughs> <it's> so confusing <laughs> that I'm not going to be able to explain it properly. So there's four leagues of different varying tiers. So England are in the top tier. There's the second tier, third tier, fourth tier. I don't know where the other home nations are. I didn't look that up actually, but I imagine they'll be second, third tier. Yeah. Those, those levels. It's probably second tier because they're both like Northern Ireland, Scotland, generally getting quite close to qualifying, aren't they? Yeah. To World Cups, Wales as well. Wales got to last Euros. So I imagine they're going to be second tier. Yeah. So whoever, if you win your group, so you, each tier, each sorry, each league is separated into four groups mm-hmm. of three or four teams. If you win your group, you then go into a playoff with the other teams in your league, so the other four group winners in your league. Mm-hmm. The winner of that playoff then qualifies for the Euros. Unless they've qualified through actual Euros qualifying. Yes, which is also going to happen alongside it. How that is going to work... I haven't looked at yet. I don't know. It's very, very complicated. <laughs> yeah. And the the man on the video sounded very stern. He did, about didn't he? He wasn't very happy. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> League of Nations. <laughs> it does feel very sort of ominous and like they're trying to really big it up. Yeah. Which, fair enough. Like, you've got to, you've got to give it something. Uh, you have to now that you've gone for it. Yeah. You have to big it up. Yeah. And I think giving Euro qualifying spots is a good idea as well. Cause then it does mean something. Within the current, uh, yeah, so, so people game. aren't just treating it as friendlies. Yeah, again. so it's not just another set of friendlies because although there's going to be a final, there's not going to be the prestige. Is no. that this isn't going to be? You're not going to win this and go. Well, we're the champions of Europe because there's a Euro Championship the next year. <laughs> yeah, that is the same. That is what we actually class as being the champion of Europe. So at the moment, I think it's good to have that stepping stone yeah. from it being this and then you go into the Euros from it. 
I think that's a good idea as well. I think actually it has been really well planned out. It's just very obscure. Like it's hard to get the information at the moment. Like a Euros spread across a long time. Effectively, yeah. And it's, it's a more of a chance because you're playing two top teams twice, home and away. It's more likely that the best team's going to win those games. And probably eventually, if it, if it goes well and keeps going, this, the winner of this tournament might actually be seen more as the champion of Europe or the best team in Europe, if not the yeah. champion. Because quite often whoever, who wins the Euros is not the best team in Europe, are they really? Like no. Portugal win it, Greece win it. They weren't the best teams in Europe. They just won the tournament. Yeah. Whereas the winner of this may actually be seen as the best team in Europe. Yeah. Because you've got to beat all the other best teams. What I'm not looking forward to is the commentator's constantly going on about how England could qualify through this route <laughs> if they needed to <laughs> despite the fact we we're playing we, against Micronesia we never miss we never miss qualification that's all they're going to be saying yeah. like we, we'll draw against Switzerland away yeah. and then next time we play one of these Nations League games like, well it's all resting on this now we can still qualify through Europe you can still qualify t- to Euros through the Euros qualifying just do it the proper way <laughs> stupid commentators <laughs> fuck off Peter Beardsley team of the week team of the week this week is Scotland's women's football team who have qualified for the first World Cup in their entire history. And I am very pleased for them. Well done, them. <laughs> <laughs> it, they really celebrated. They went mad. Oh, yeah? When they, yeah, I watched the celebrations. Interestingly, because it was on BBC Alba, the commentary was in Gaelic. So I had no nice. idea what was going on. <laughs> but I did also watch the, I didn't watch the highlights. I like, I made my own sort of highlights by just skipping through the game and finding the goals. Yeah. They switch from Gaelic to English commentary and back and forth. Depending on, depending on whether something good or bad <laughs> is happening. Yeah, because when it's bad, they blame it on the English. Yeah. And when, when, oh, the bloody English came over. <laughs> when it's going they well, they get... Blown that ball out of the goal. <laughs> when it's going well, they just get really excited. <laughs> I can't understand Gaelic. I think that was perfect Gaelic, what I just did. Yeah, well, yeah. I couldn't understand it, so it must have been. Yeah, and it was very, very rude, what I just said. So you don't want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> they qualified... By beating Albania 2-1 in the last group game, they needed to better the Swiss, the Swiss's result, who were playing at the same time. The Swiss drew 0-0, and then uh, Scotland held on for a 2-1 win against Albania. And it was very, very nervy by the looks of it. They oh, yeah. had a lot of chances to go further ahead. And uh, yeah, they were holding on at the end, really holding on. Do you know if Albania had a chance to qualify? Were they, they in the did running? Not. No, no, they just wanted to. <laughs> they just wanted to scupper Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> but who doesn't? Well, that's true. We're the English. So <laughs> we've got a good track record of that. They beat the Swiss on the Thursday before the game. If they'd won by two goals, the victory, like, it would have been in their own hands. Whether they would have qualified Whoa, or not, they won two tight. one. Yeah, so they, if they scored another goal against the Swiss, they had to, they, they, whatever they'd done, they just had to win. Whereas this time they actually had to beat Switzerland's result. England also qualified. Yep, by beating Wales, <laughs> <laughs> and it was always kind of expected that they would. England are quite a step ahead in the women's game. A, yeah, a lot of or any of the home nations, especially. Um, I did see uh, an England-Wales game which was drawn mm. and Wales were 
absolutely beside themselves. Yeah. Like they, it was, it was as good as a win for them. Yeah. I think it might have been at England's home. I, I don't, I don't know where the women Wembley. play. No, did they play at Wembley? The women. They, they had games. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if this game was. They used to play at Morecambe. They used to play in Christie Park. They're international friendlies. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which at the time was a conference ground. So that kind of shows how English women football has changed, really. Yeah. Because they used to play at conference grounds, and now they play at proper stadiums. <laughs> stadiums <laughs> that have walls to them <laughs> and roofs <laughs> and people not smoking and got dogs on the on the <laughs> on the side of the pitch. <laughs> Um, so we've got away from our team of the week Scotland well done Scotland um, hopefully go on do well and just don't beat England please please <laughs> team of the week final story this week is about Conseislus Capruto I don't know how you say his first name but he is a Kenyan steeplechaser and he was running a 3k steeplechase at the Diamond League six laps left to go his shoe falls off doesn't it not tied his laces up, got lost in the water, no. something's gone wrong. Did his mum not travel with him? I think that's what it was, yeah. She didn't double knot him, that was the problem. Uh, no. he, he didn't have to do it himself. <laughs> he was on the start line, fretting about it. And, uh, <laughs> the, his nightmare came true. <laughs> oh no. This is what oh. our moms tell us. This is why they teach us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run out there with your bare feet. <laughs> Might be nails, isn't there? you got tetanus. <laughs> that's what my mum sounds like. <laughs> she sounds like Devo. <laughs> <laughs> she used to say that. <laughs> don't don't go outside. There might be nails. You might get to this. <laughs> That's what she used to say. First, to not not wear bare feet. Strike fear into your heart. <laughs> Where did you live? And skip. <laughs> <laughs> don't go running on that glass dump. Because <laughs> there was Caputo though. He lost his foot shoe with six laps left to go, which That's is quite a two long... and a half kilometers left to go. What? Which is nearly two miles. That's a long way, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. not nearly two miles, but it's a long way. He still managed to win the race, would you believe? Like, That's ridiculous. He comes over the last... He, he was still in it all the way around, running with one foot. Like, one foot on the bare tarmac, running around, going over fences, falling on it and stuff. Comes down, sprint finish. His sprint finish is wow. incredible. <laughs> if you can watch the video, it is absolutely incredible. He really gives it the beans at the finish. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh yeah, gets across the line and then falls over because <laughs> he's got in a real shoe, hasn't he? <laughs> Too short, <laughs> one leg shorter than the other. Is he? Um, is he sort of like quite a good runner anyway? Or I think so. Yeah, I think he was one of the four, the lead runners. He was expected to okay. win it. He was the favourite to win. I think you could say he was a shoe in. Have a great week. <laughs>